Mother knows best. Listen to your mother. It's a scary world out there. Mother knows best. One way or another, something will go wrong. I swear. Ruffians, thugs, poison ivy, quicksand, cannibals and snakes. <gasps> the plague. No. Yes. Wait. Also large bugs, men with pointy teeth and stop. Hey everyone, and welcome to Raised on the Diz. This is episode number 26. I'm your host, Nick. And this is Olian. Hi, everyone. Hey, everybody. Today we are talking about a very important question, especially this time of year. Should you take your kids out of school to go to Disney World? So this is a question that we ask ourselves most years. Last year, we didn't go to Disney World during the school year because of COVID. And probably right now, everybody should be asking, should you keep your trip on the schedule if you have one right now with uh, Omicron? We do have an episode that we recorded over the summer when the Delta wave was just getting started and heating up. And uh, I think all of that advice still applies. So if you just head to the archive there and... Go to the episode, Should You Go to Disney World right now? I think all of that advice applies for Omicron. I think it comes down to your personal comfort level, knowing the restrictions that are in place. Right now at Disney World, you have to wear masks for any indoor ride. And if you're flying, you have to wear masks on airplanes. And then after that, it comes down to your comfort level traveling while the virus is still out there. But it is something that has been out there for the past two years. Right, yeah, and any Disney transportation as well, you have to wear um wear that face mask. Now we were at Disney the summer of 2020. And so the restrictions were a little more heightened at that time than what they are now. We had to wear a face mask all the time, regardless of whether we were outside or on a ride or in a queue or anything like that. Um, But like Nick said, you know, it is kind of scaled back a little bit, Um, not as much as what it was at the beginning of last summer. But, um, but yeah, I mean, if you're going just kind of prepare yourself that, you know, these are the, kind of the the rules that we have to follow um, during this time. Yeah, I think we've experienced Disney and all of its different um, types mm-hmm. during this pandemic. We went uh, in August of 2020 when you had to wear a mask everywhere. So that was really the most restrictive trip that we had. Then we went in the early summer last year where you didn't have to wear a mask anywhere but transportation, and that was a bit of a different trip as well. Mm -hmm. And then we also went for a quick trip later in the summer where you had to wear masks on rides. Um, So we're annual pass holders. We try to head down there as much as we're able in the summer, especially since Zolian's a teacher. So we've experienced it in all types. It comes down to your personal comfort level. I just would recommend that uh, if you head down, obviously everybody should be washing their hands at all times. Right. And so that is a big recommendation during this time. And then just follow all the rules Uh, we're seeing on social media about these fights that are breaking out at Disney World. Um, People need to settle down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, everyone just needs to kind of relax. I mean, I understand that, you know. I don't well, actually know. I don't understand. No, the, it's the hard to thing. understand. I, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say my train of thought. I, I know I don't even want to complete that sentence because actually, no, I don't understand. I mean, yes, it's busy right now, which, you know, or at least it was around the holidays, which I mean, that is to be expected. I don't really know if there is is a quote unquote off season for Disney anymore. And especially now that we're in the, this kind of 50 and 50th anniversary time period, you know, attendance is going to be kind of higher. So you have to, you know, like we've said before, Set your expectations at a certain level. Just kind of, you know, tell yourself that I might not get to do everything. I'm I'm going to have to deal with crowds. I'm going to have to wait in lines. I mean, you're going to probably one of the most popular theme parks 
in the United States, or at least on the East Coast. So you just have to kind of go into it with with that that mindset that, you know, I have to deal with with people and crowds and rules and just have a good time. Be positive. Yeah, yeah chill, <laughs> chill out. I mean, it's a stressful time for everybody, which I think is really kind of the reason behind it all. It's been a hard couple of years. It's been two years since anything's been normal. It was two years ago, Zoling in that we went last in January, mm-hmm. which was a completely normal trip. Now we're right. headed again at the end of the month into early February with my parents and my sister and my brother-in-law and their kids. So we've got a big group, um, which is good because we're talking about taking kids out of school. And right. I want to hop right into that. So we've got uh, five tips, and these come from Mickey Blog. Sometimes we hop on the internet and we see something so good that uh, we just like to uh, take it and kind of go off on it. Um, and this is by Sarah Trimp from Mickey Blog. And so she had these five tips, which I think are really good. And we're really going to play with the fifth one as well. So right. the question, should you take your kids out of school? Um, there are some topical questions about that as well with COVID. You have to be comfortable with the situation. Mm-hmm. Traveling, you have to be with comfortable with the situation, with the restrictions in Disney World and with the, the airport. So if you are comfortable with those, then our answer has always been yes. Uh, you have to make sure that you're comfortable with your kid's status in school. Are they getting good grades? Are they right. going to miss things that they shouldn't be missing? Right. So you need to pick a time during the school year with minimal conflicts. Mm-hmm. Right. And even, you know, with myself, you know, whenever we were kind of figuring out last summer, like when we might want to go in January, I know that we were kind of initially looking at the entire month of January. And even with my school schedule, you know, we're getting into I have some deadlines that I need to meet this this month. Um, the end of the grading period is coming up um, about the third week of January. And so that all played into my decision making about even when, you know, I should leave uh, or, or take take time off to go down there. So kind of keep those things in mind. You know, you might not want to take your kids out of school maybe like the week before the end of a grading period, um, because keep in mind, teachers have that you know, that that kind of window where they have to get grades in and get grades submitted for for the quarter. And if your student or your child is out like the week before grades are due, then, you know, they're really going to have to play catch up coming back in order to meet that that time frame. So kind of keep that in mind. Um, I know a lot of people say that, you know, or, or a lot of people like to go down um, during like a holiday, even like a three day weekend, which is great. But keep that in mind that, you know, Disney while it's convenient for your student um, because they're already out of school, it is going to probably be a little bit more busy down at the theme park. So just kind of, you know, weigh those pros and cons before you schedule something. So those are questions that we always have to ask ourselves because you're a teacher and our kids right. are students. So uh, we have to ask that from a couple of different perspectives. Here's another one, Zoling, and I'm going to dive into this a little bit with what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. Get familiar with your student handbook and your policy on absences mm-hmm. in schools. So we ran into this last year. Our kids were actually virtual almost the entire month of January um, and headed back in the late part of the month. And we thought, well, why don't we slip a, a Disney trip in? And we didn't get too far down that road because at that <laughs> point, the, the surge was just lightning um, from the winter surge. So we decided that wasn't a very smart thing to do, but we really couldn't do it anyway because our school had some restrictions on where you could go. 
and what was allowed, they wouldn't have approved a Disney trip. And I know there's people listening to this across the country. Many people are in different situations. Some schools are virtual right now because of really high case counts. Others are, you know, in some some other different situations. So a, a Disney vacation may not be something that you can do right now, but you definitely just need to consult with your school's administration and see what is available to you. Yeah, you definitely have to keep them in the loop. I know if I think at our district, if it's any more than like three days or I think three consecutive days or four consecutive days um, away, you have to have approved um, by administration beforehand. And this kind of goes into your next tip. Um, But yeah, you definitely want to keep them in the loop. Don't just assume, okay, I'm going to keep my kid home a week and just, you know, give an excuse later on when we come back. Um, Like Nick said, with this era of COVID, you know, there could be certain, you know, certain kind of rules and restrictions that apply to any kind of out of state travel. So just, yeah, be, be proactive, keep, you know, your children, your child's district um, in the loop before you plan anything. Yeah. Goes right into our next tip, which is you got to notify your school and your child's teacher well in advance. How far in advance did you notify our teachers? Uh, it was last month, like the beginning of December, I got in touch. I, I just called the the school office um, and requested. We Our district has um, trip rec- like an educational trip uh, request is what they call it. And so they, they were sent home with our kids. We had to fill them out and then sent back into the school. And I got those back last week saying or, or earlier in this week saying that the trip was approved. But it was, you know, like a month and a half ahead of time is is what I did. Yeah. So that's our typical schedule. You know, the one thing you don't want is to get all of this homework and then not have your kid do it over vacation. Don't go back empty handed because, you know, as a teacher, it's a lot of work to get all of those assignments ready to go for a student when he or she goes on vacation. It is. Yeah. And, And again, especially, you know, if, you're you are leaving and, and sometimes you don't have a choice you know sometimes you only have depending on you know your, your work schedule or whatever sometimes you know you only have certain weeks that work so especially if you are going to be away right around that like you know cutoff time where there may be like midterms or um, the end of a grading period yeah you're going to want to make sure that your kids keep up on with the work even while you're on vacation and I know that goes into the next one we have but um, and I know that's not fun necessarily Necessarily for for your kid to have to go and do work on vacation. Now I know at our district um, they are allotted so much time even after they come back to to get work turned in, and so you know I'm sure that it varies district to district. But another thing to keep in mind as well, um, and this kind of goes along with like the end of grading periods. If your um, you know student is of a certain age, there may be state testing, standardized testing uh, times that also could impact when you go um, on vacation. I know, for example, uh, here in Pennsylvania, you know, we have PSSA testing in April. And so I, I don't anticipate us ever going to Florida uh, in April or the beginning of May, just because it would conflict with that. Yeah, that's right. So that is our fourth tip. Be willing to do the work on vacation. Um, we drove to Florida a lot when I was a kid, um, not every year, but uh, a few years we, we drove down to Florida as a family. And, um, I was told to do the homework while we were driving down. I'm not sure if I actually did it while we were we were driving down. It might have finished it later on. 
So uh, all the districts have different rules. Our rule in our district is that the child has as much time to finish the work as what they were on vacation, which I think is a pretty lenient and, mm-hmm. and a pretty nice rule. Right. Um, so it doesn't put a lot of pressure on them. But uh, as we always tell our kids, you better to stay ahead of it and and get it done earlier than to uh, to put it off until you get home and you're tired and you just don't feel like doing it. They they also mentioned that airport waits and layovers mm-hmm. are a great time to squeeze in a bit of schoolwork. We always prefer the nonstop flights. Um, right. So we live in an area that is lucky enough to have nonstop flights to Orlando. So we try to get those, but um, even on the airplane is a good time mm-hmm. to, to pull out some homework and work on it, especially right. if it's a flight that's in the daytime. Right. Let's talk about trip number five, make the trip a learning experience, which we actually have a second article that we've been looking over and kind of chatting about that uh, goes down through each of the parks and talks about some of the learning experiences. But there are a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, the one example that this writer pulls out was when she was in second grade, her family took her on a Disney vacation when she was learning how to tell time. So, her family made her the timekeeper for the trip. So you could teach your children how to follow a schedule or read a map or use money or even how to politely communicate with strangers. Those are all good things. Yeah. And what's really nice at, you know, uh, at the the theme parks at the, you know, Disney, the cast members are always so willing to interact with, you know, with the kids. Um, And so that's, that last one, it may seem like, oh, my kid already knows how to do that. But, you know, I'm thinking about our three-year-old, you know, that would be a really great time to, to yeah, have them, you know, talk with, with some of the cast members that, uh, that work there, maybe ask some questions as well. So we have this other article because we were kind of intrigued, you know, how many educational opportunities are there in Disney World? And we thought a lot of them on our own, but we love allears.net, uh-huh. which is a great Disney website. This is from a couple years ago, about four years ago, Sarah Sands wrote it, and it just goes down through uh, some of the parks and some of the educational opportunities. So we're going to obviously throw the links of, to both these articles into the uh, description of the episode. But in Magic Kingdom, here's a couple for history and geography, which we're a fan of. Mm-hmm. Hall of Presidents. Every president is obviously featured there. That's uh, wholly educational. It's a small world. Have the kids name every country they see portrayed and discuss some of the cultural dress and events portrayed. Mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean is another one. So that's uh, a lot of uh, a lot of history demonstrated in a unique way. Discuss what life might have been like from a pirate's perspective. And uh, so that is uh, some of the things from history and geography in the park. How about science and technology, Zolian? Well, something that we really like and we, you know, really encourage people who go to Magic Kingdom, you know, don't forget this, this one, <laughs> this next attraction, because I feel some it's kind of tucked away and it's not it's not a new one and it's not a, like a super exciting ride. And yet it is really interesting. Um, it's Disney's Carousel of Progress. So it's back in Tomorrowland. And what this is, if you've never if you've never had a chance to see it, you go into like a theater and there's a rotating um, what's actually not the stage rotating. The the seats are actually rotating. Um, and and what it kind of takes you through these different eras and the technology that existed during them. And I know like Christian is always really kind of fascinated at, at all of the different, you know, types of types of things that used to be considered modern, you know, like the ice box. And like they kind of go through all of these things in someone's house that once upon a time was was considered really modern and up to date. 
Yeah, we really like uh, Carousel of Progress. That's why we always say have a great, big, beautiful tomorrow at the end of every episode. (laughs) So that was an attraction that Walt Disney had an active hand in. It was featured at the World's Fair and now has a home at Disney World. It is uh, it's an older attraction. But, um, you know, what I found with Disney World is some of the stuff can be a little bit archaic and outdated. But uh, there still can be a lot of appreciation there mm-hmm. um, for the work that has gone into it. The Sherman Brothers were great songwriters. I believe uh, at least one or both of them are still alive. They're very, very old at this point. But they worked with Walt Disney and they came up with that song, Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, which is awesome. And the, the message um, in that ride is is wonderful and the innovation that's displayed. So that is a Ruffner family favorite in <laughs> Magic Kingdom. Um, taking a look at some of the other things, art. Um, you might not think about art mm-hmm. uh, whenever you're in Disney World, but there's artwork everywhere you turn. I'm looking at a picture right now of the mosaics in Cinderella's Castle. If you're staying at Riviera Resort, there's also mosaics there that depict Rapunzel and Peter Pan. And then there's also a lot of concept art, um, too. So you can look at what was the original the original idea for Haunted Mansion or Mm -hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean. I really am intrigued with that uh, to see, you know, somebody can draw something on paper, but then taking it from being able to draw it on paper and creating it in real life is a fascinating process for me. Right. It is. It's really interesting. And I know our kids, you know, that might not sound like children would be fascinated by that, but, but it is a very awesome visual thing to, for them to look at Um, and to, to know what a finished product of something is and to see how it started, um, I think is really fascinating for them. Let's go over to Epcot. Um, This is the educational park. Mm -hmm. Although I think you could make a case that animal kingdom is as well. Mm -hmm. I just want to take a trip around world showcase. And for those that aren't familiar, world showcase is basically the countries in Epcot. So you start in, in Mexico and end in Canada, or you go in reverse, start in Canada and end in Mexico. Um, And so there's a lot of countries. I'm just going to run through a list of them and talk about the educational value. The American Adventure, that's America's history retold with stunning videos and animatronics. The Grand Fiesta Tour starring the Three Caballeros, that is taking you on a tour through Mexico, which is really great and one that doesn't normally have quite as long of a wait. O Canada um, is is an older show. I believe that one has been updated, but there still is a video in Canada that is really great. Um, Soaring Around the World, um, everybody's familiar with that one. So this is attractions from across the world that you are basically in a hang glider and going through them. And then there are uh, galleries as well at the Morocco Pavilion and the American Adventure. American Adventure has an art gallery, which Mm -hmm. is neat, too. And, um, you know, I think something good to talk about with family as you're talking about art is the different ways that you can envision Disney characters Mm -hmm. in the different art forms. I mean, animation is one art form, obviously, but um, taking a quick Skyliner trip from Epcot to Riviera that resort is packed with art and a lot of it is kind of sneaky. So one of them is kind of like a Tuscan scene, um, an Italian scene with, uh, with kind of like a a mountainside and houses. Mm -hmm. But if you look closer, the mountain, the face of the mountain is the front of a car 
And there's a tiny little Lightning McQueen driving along the road in the picture, but it's very sneaky and, you know, kind of neat for kids to to point out what characters they see in that artwork. Yeah, that artwork at Riviera is really cool because, you know, there are all, a lot of different kind of styles of artwork depicted. I know that there are some things that, you know, even look more kind of modern. Um, but yeah, so if you're if you're a fan of art, if your your child is a fan of art, Take a look at Riviera. Um, just kind of jumping back to Epcot, you know, all of those different countries um, are, are really cool to even even to, to go and see the different architecture, um, you know, just even going and walking around World Showcase. Even if you don't take the time to go into the shows, you really kind of feel that vibe like that you are in these other countries. And so, you know, it would get your child kind of thinking outside of the box a little bit, like, okay, if I was in Germany, like these are maybe some of the styles of homes that I would see. Um, or, you know, if we want to eat in a, a French restaurant, you know, these are some of the things that we may see on the menu. So I don't know. It's just, it, I think it's a really, really great cultural experience at Epcot. Let's talk about Hollywood Studios. Uh, not as many opportunities here in this park. Some of them are kind of neat um, and, and can be not what you would think when you originally think of the attractions, but one's kind of obvious. We've talked about One Man's Dream a lot. This is the museum attraction that talks about uh, Walt Disney. And you don't want to miss the video at the end of this attraction because it's basically Walt Disney narrating his life story, which is really great. And there's a lot of awesome uh, exhibits inside that building as well. And it's one that people really pass up. Right. Yeah. It's, it's great. I know we've talked about it several times. Don't, don't, uh, don't skip that one. It's, I'm really glad that we, we went into it when we did. It's well, it's a fixture now every time we go. Zolian won't ride this one, but rock and roller coaster <laughs> is a good opportunity to discuss popular music right. in the music industry. And at this point, I mean, Aerosmith is definitely in the realm of classic rock. Mm -hmm. So you can talk about classic rock and, and its influence on music today. Um, and just be, overall in language arts and readings, being able to discuss Hollywood and film before your trip. And when you get to the park, being able to look at the different environments around you and see how they are influenced by classic films and geography too, uh, because you're dealing with some different geographic areas in that park. There's a section near the Muppets that's definitely New York based. Right. And then Sunset Boulevard, which is, uh, which is Los Angeles and Hollywood. Right. Yeah. And I think it's cool too, just for, you know, for your child to just kind of get the idea of like, okay, this is what sort of like old Hollywood was like, you know, back uh, in, in the middle of, of the 19th century or the, the 1900s. Um, yeah, it's, it's a neat place to be. Let's talk about Animal Kingdom and wrap it up. Obviously, this is another great educational park. Uh, dinosaur is a great opportunity to learn about different dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. Expedition Everest. This is one of the coolest attractions in the park, not because of just the ride, but there's actually a museum in the queue. So awesome. <laughs> um, a lot of the artifacts are, I mean, you can't say that they're genuine, right? Because like the Yeti's not real, right? No, but they look really genuine. Like, <laughs> they look real. <laughs> so, I mean, I think you could certainly take, you know, like, for example, Claire walking through it. You know, I think that she would think that some of the things that she saw actually came from this area. Um, the whole idea behind Everest is that, you know, this is you are traveling to Mount Everest in the Himalayan mountains. And so that's a great time even to talk with your kids about, okay, where are the Himalayan mountains that, well, they're in Asia and, and what you see not only on Everest, but even Cali river rapids as well uh, in those queues are some really great, um, you know, artifacts and things that you would maybe come in contact with if you were on that continent. Um, so it's really, there's really great attention to detail in both of those. 
taking a look at some of the science things that you might see, obviously you're going to see a lot of beautiful African animals on the safari. Um, a lot of that will be new to kids. When, when, and, and all of these, whenever they ask, what is the educational value of your trip? I mean, you could go to a national park, and I would definitely recommend that. There are so many great national parks across the country. But, I mean, I think that there's as much educational value here as some of these other vacations. So I know, you know, you and I looked at each other whenever we got the slip and said educational value. What are we going to say about that? But mm-hmm. there really is a lot to say about it. Um, and even in Animal Kingdom, just being able to talk about the differences in the continents and One thing that I always come back to is architecture. So Disney pays a lot of attention to theming. There's different architecture in Africa and in Asia, and then obviously otherworldly architecture in Pandora. So you can talk about that. Um, Our kids geek out on Imagineers. Um, So we, we we are great at watching the Imagineering story and some of the other Disney documentaries on Disney+. Plus. So our kids really geek out about that and the influence of those really um, awesome and intelligent men and women on the parks. And, you know, everything that we've been talking about, like this, this just kind of goes to show that Disney, it doesn't fall. It's, it's not an amusement park. Um, It's a theme park. You know, every single park has a theme. Um, It's not just, you know, you don't have to just go there and ride rides. You know, there are other things um, available to you as well, like shows and exhibits. And so, you know, it's definitely more than just, and not that I have anything against amusement parks, but there's definitely more to see and do there than just ride rides. And I'm going to wrap it up with this. This article mentions that, um, Obviously, so you have to have educational value for your vacation, but some kids are required to complete a presentation mm-hmm. when they get back. Thank goodness our kids don't have to do that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> We're going to sigh of relief yeah, over here. Over that We're one. going to get to the point that we'd have three presentations to do. And I can just imagine that here in this house. So um, those are some of the things that you could put on that excuse whenever you head to Disney World. Um, obviously, if you're not comfortable traveling right now due to the COVID-19 pandemic, I think we join with the rest of the country and the world and hoping that that's over soon. Um, But um, we're definitely looking forward to to getting back. And uh, it's always a a great time. And, you know, Disney, you know, if if and again, it's like Nick said, it's been two years, you know, and I can't believe that. But it's been two years since COVID started. And if you are like us, sometimes, you know, you feel bad, you know, that there are certain things that have changed and certain things we can't do with our kids. So, you know, if if you're feeling that way and you don't feel comfortable going to, to Disney, remember it, it will be there um, when, when this is all over. It might be even better because right now they don't have the dining plan. There's right. not, uh, you know, some changes with housekeeping, a lot of things that people are complaining about right now. So if you have been holding out until you feel things are a little bit safer, um, you know, it, it might be closer to the Disney that you remember whenever you do get back there. But uh We hope that everybody listening gets back there before too long and that the pandemic is a thing of the past. But that is going to do it for episode 26. Have a magical day. And have a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. I swear, ruffians, thugs, poison ivy, quicksand, cannibals and snakes, the plague. Yes, also large bugs, men with pointy teeth and stop no more. You'll just upset me. Mother's right here. Mother will protect you. Darling, here's what I suggest.